to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 21. Chris, it's Commitment Ceremony Day. Where would you like to start? <laughs> well, Dave, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we were... Like agonizing when we finished watching it on Wednesday. It was like, oh, we can't wait till Sunday now to, to watch this. And I've been <laughs> chomping at the bit. And to be fair, Love Island has delivered a little bit this week. We have had drama. So it's not been a complete waste where the previous weeks you're sort of like, oh, God, we need maths of the drama. This It has been a pretty steady week in Love Island. So I've been quite impressed with that. But yeah. You start off, so you're getting you're getting a couple of them setting the table again. What's gone on? We already know what's happened. We get a little recap, and uh, it sort of starts with Claire and Jesse. Now, look pretty sweet, Dave. The the body language is saying it. They're both smiling. I, I sort of feel as if there's going to be another spanner in the works. The way that mm-hmm. the experts were teeing it up for the next commitment ceremony, but I'm that pleased that they've got somewhere. They look like they're both into the same sort of stuff, even though she wasn't getting the rock and roll sign, Dave, you know, the heavy rock <laughs> sign. But but no, for them too, I'm pleased that there's no drama at the moment, but it just feels like we've not completely finished with them too. Yeah, they're just coming off a back, the back of a week where Jesse said he wanted to go and he had nothing left in the tank. And Claire was going in full overdrive, wasn't she? On on the yeah. real charm offensive. And you could see that Jesse was saying, you know, he feels appreciated. He feels like he's enough and what have you. So I, I, I'm the same. I'm glad that they seem to be in a better place for right now. But you would think, you know, that's not going to carry on forever. She's not going to carry on fucking throwing out rose petals everywhere you walk. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so uh, They've still got a massively long way to go. But it was nice that they just had that that kind of moment. And Chris, he says, says he forgives her, you know, mm. for the little indiscretion there. So, again, you know, if you've got enough kind of, uh, of a balanced view, you know, you should look at, like, his own behavior in all of that as well. So, you know... That's possibly why he's got to that conclusion. But yeah, it started off with a nice kind of very short, oh, yep, you're doing sweet, are you? Right, nice one, off you go. (laughs) (laughs) Next. (laughs) Well, next, Dave, is Sandy and Dan. Now, Sandy says we have not spoken pretty much since a couple of days ago. It, it, there's been nothing. He's not there. He's again. He's putting on his fucking active wear, Dave, ready to go yeah. down to the fucking ocean and the gym. You know, because obviously the guy fucking lives there. We might as well call him fucking Aquaman. The way he talks about the ocean. Uh, what a <laughs> knobhead he is. What this guy is a fucking bell end, an absolute grade A bell end, and he it's one of them where. You know, John's like, well, so what's happening this week then, Sandy? And she's, she's crying away and she's saying, and he's fake rubbing her shoulder. He's like, mm. oh, I, I apologize. And none of the other contestants are even buying any of this shit, are they? They're all <laughs> yeah. the girls are just like, fuck off. And he's like, yeah, I just want to say I'm really sorry to you and all this. And 
his fucking dialogue about, you know, he, he takes sex off the table. She gets too emotional, apparently, Dave. Oh, what yeah. a <laughs> gaslighting tosser. And at the minute he said that, he knew he'd fucked up with the experts. And then he was on like defensive one, he sort of PR uh, movement, trying to make himself look good. But what a fucking bellend that man is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've given John a bit of credit for how he's gone after certain people for bad behavior, but Alessandra could smell a rat as well, couldn't she? Yeah. It was her this time that was going for him and basically saying, oh, well, hang about, you, you said on the sofa here or the couch as the Aussies would say you sat on the couch here last week and said you weren't sexually attracted but uh, the following morning after that <laughs> you end up having sex so what the fuck happened um and then you know I, I think no one is buying what Dan's selling at all you know not not the experts not the people the other couples who are looking on and it's just fucking verbal diarrhea that he's speaking I swear his perfect partner should have been Flipper not a fucking actual <laughs> human being so the way he's going on and making all these excuses it's just bullshit and you can tell he's got this invasive gaslighting personality so i'm glad though that they both did say leave i thought for a second you know that sandy was saying about when she makes when he makes her feel good you know it is good in those moments and i'm thinking yeah but that's what that's what fucking these gaslighters do you know that's what they you know the mask is slipping you could see that with dan on several occasions that that the mask was slipping and the rest of it was just an act so when he's making you feel good that's that's fake dan so yeah they both said leave and i was i was really really happy to be honest yeah i wasn't and just just some of his dialogue just before we move on was just that Think of, yeah, what is some of my love of the beach and ocean? And I think Melinda went, you can, why don't you send a mate over? And then, he's, then he starts, like, trying to backtrack when John's like, it's nothing to do with the ocean, yeah. Dan. You know, and, he, and he's going, yeah, it makes me all spiritual and all. They're like, fuck off. He's such a <laughs> wanker, a lying wanker, so pretentious and up his own arse. And yeah. poor Sandy, he, this is going to – I know John says it to me, you're very fragile, but this will make you a better person and – you'll understand what you want now. And, and like she said, she's got to go home and apologize to her, her dad because she'd had bust-ups about going on the show. And everything that they had concerns of, and it's not her fault, is because it put her with the wrong guy. This guy, he's a liar. We can mm. see the stuff that, you know, no spoilers, but if you want to, you know, the stuff that Dan's putting out, which he shouldn't be putting out, sort of ruining the narrative of, of his journey. You know, it's just like... He's just self-centered. And he's that face. He's got that fucking face where he's like, I don't know what I've done. But he looks, when he scrunches his face up, he looks like he's about 60, doesn't he? He looks like a right old man. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at the end, when they said about leaving, and he went, the ocean's calling. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> fucking, you're talking about Flipper. I think he wants fucking Daryl Hannah, Dave, I think, the way he's going. Fucking, splash water. Absolutely. And it was the right decision, but what a prick, Dave. Well, let's face it. I would give up my legs and, and jump into the ocean if uh, Daryl Hannah was there in, in Splash. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Oh, what a cock. But Chris, up next, uh, who do we have, actually? Uh, Rupert and Evelyn, Dave. Rupert and Evelyn. So, so actually, even coming up to that bit, you've got these kind of murmurings, haven't you? 
like people aren't sure about the butt dial and uh you know i i think when when they come on there i think you know you you've really got uh, i think people are gunning for evelyn a little bit and, yeah. uh, and maybe even rupert as well but you know they seem to be getting on better i mean Rupert can string together sentences now, so that's well done him. Yay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think with the meta-awareness, though, about, you know, Evelyn previously being on Big Brother and stuff, I'm just struggling to really get invested in this couple, to be honest. Yeah, I am. I don't like Evelyn, Dave. I really don't. I think she was what we needed last episode and when she revealed everything. Porsche Hugo... Absolutely, she she doesn't know what's happened, but Hugo got absolutely you know done over there, and she's like she's making it out like she's some fucking you know uh, sort of some justice for all the people on the show, <laughs> doing you know, a public service, yeah, yeah doing, us, doing us a big favor. <laughs> she's not doing anything. She thinks, and I think um, there's a couple of things tonight, Dave. That unfortunately, I actually agree with Harrison and Bronte on a couple of things on today's episode because <laughs> they said Harrison went, I don't fucking believe. The book yeah. dial. I don't believe her. She's got, and then Bronte says, "Yeah, she just wants a storyline. She wants to be center of attention." Correct. However, it doesn't excuse what's happened. But they were both absolutely. They were saying what we were all thinking. Like, there's no way that you can hear. And Harrison says when he said, "He goes, yeah, I frequent that bar regularly." For I fucking bet you do. And he's like, <laughs> "And there's no way over the noise or anything." Exactly what we'd said, and other people who'd watched it. Had, had, put it on our Facebook and everything. It's like, there is no physical way you could hear that clear. And then she sort of backtracked. It's like Evelyn going, well, you know, it's pretty much that. And I'm like, <laughs> it's true. We know it's true. And we'll get onto that in a minute. But yeah, so for them too, I'm not buying it. And I think Rupert come across as a complete knobhead, even being honest, by the end of this episode, Dave. I think I, I want to talk about that when we get onto Hugo. But as a relationship, yeah. I think these are fakers now as well. And I'm not buying... Rupert's I can't speak fucking thing. I think he's a blagger, Dave. I think he's mm. fame hungry as well. I think there's definitely question marks, isn't there? So let's keep an eye on those two. But yeah, not you know, when you have that kind of warm feeling with Jesse and Claire and stuff, just completely vacant uh for yeah. this couple, I would say. So Dave, I did say I agree with Harrison and Bronte, and I will agree with Harrison later, but what a pair of fucking <laughs> blaggers. Fucking hell. I, I literally just ate as well, Dave, and I nearly brought my dinner back up because when he said, uh, I just want to address this situation regarding Andrew BCO, and I'm like, fuck off. All the girls are just sat there. I'm like, but where have you got this shit from? Why are you all of a sudden this fucking you know, spokesperson for the female anatomy? It's like, you know, he's trying everything he can to show us that he's this good guy, Dave, to stay in the show. And she's there like, oh, it's great. Oh, what a guy. And I'm like, you two are the biggest fakers I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and that is not just, you know, a throwaway comment either, because Chris, of all the different seasons, of all the different fake couples that we've seen together, you know, usually it's a bit lopsided, isn't it? You've got one who's a bit more fake than the other. Chris Bronte is as bad as Harrison. Yes. The pair of them are just fucking horrendously fake. I genuinely cannot think of another faker couple. If faker is a word. Word. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The fakest couple, without a doubt, by a massive country mile. And so, 
I mean, we've not seen anything since that, you know, the, the, I think it was the first or was it the second day of the honeymoon where they had a bit of a, a set to and what have you. For me, they've strategized. They, they've managed to have a conversation without the cameras there about, look, should we just like pretend? Should we just like, you know, because we don't want to come across like dicks. So we, we'll just say it's all fucking great. And they've agreed that. And so I, I'm just not buying any of it. Whether they've had that conversation, whether they've both independently come to that conclusion. But yeah, fakest couple trophy definitely goes to Bronte and Harrison. Oh yeah, and even Harrison saying, "Oh, Ollie knocked up," said like he thought we were doing stuff in the bedroom or whatever he said. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, have you fucking paid him off there or something?" Like just because you're having sex, it doesn't mean that we believe you're in a real relationship. And well, I don't know yeah, if they are though. I don't think they are. I don't. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it's all premeditated and it's all bollocks. Because what made me laugh about this, Dave? Obviously, Melinda and Leighton have been lying to the audience, to us, to the experts, putting on this mm. facade that, that they're really happy. And Harrison's the one who's calling them out, and he's just <laughs> done the same thing with Bronte. And I'm like, you have got some fucking balls on you, mate, to come up with this fucking nonsense. And he, he's so hard-faced. He's unbelievable. However, he actually was sort of right because there has been stuff going on with them. So I think mm. them these two are, are trying to stay in a bit longer than they probably would. Yeah, I mean, I I think I said, was it last week or the week before maybe, that, that they're a good-looking young couple, aren't they? Both go-getters and everything. And so, like, the physical attraction, I'm sure, will will take them so far. But is there actually anything beyond that? And I think that's maybe what they're experiencing now. You know, they both like things done their own way. And I, I liked how John called him out as well, by the way. you know, for, yeah. It sounds like you're talking in a boardroom. Stop being diplomatic. Just fucking talk normal. <laughs> Just <laughs> say normal words. And, uh, yeah, it's... <sighs> yeah, it could be just the same thing. It could be like the Bronte and Harrison thing. I don't know. Is it that they're just after the fame? Well, there's probably a bit of that. There's probably a bit of that with all the couples. I don't feel like it's the fakeness is oozing from every pore like it is with Harrison and Bronte. But, you know, I, I just feel like they're brushing it. They're brushing these, um, like, little arguments that they have under the carpet. And whether that's to just stay in longer or whether that's they, – they just don't know how to handle that. You know, I, I, I'm not sure. I think it might be the latter, you know. They're, they're just – they know they're trying to make it work. They can't agree on certain things and end up arguing and then walk away without really resolving it. And they know that's not great, but they don't know how to resolve it. So maybe, you know, with, with a few challenges and whatever, the experts can actually help this couple. Yeah, yeah. And now they've, they've brought that bit of honesty into it. It could do. It could do. She said, didn't she, it's almost perfect, the relationship. Mm. It's almost perfect, but when it, it's bad, it can be toxic. And that's fine. Yeah. And it's great that they've admitted that and, and they grow. But let's see, Dave, let's see. But again, Harrison in the thick of it, just with his <laughs> little snipes. And him and Bronte seems to be slagging every couple off, didn't they? Little whispers and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. But so the, the next couple, Dave, was Tani and Ollie. 
we might as well just say next. They continue to yeah. grow. Apparently, every day they're like two cells. You, you just expand, Dave, and every day they just respect each other more. So we were laughing. Like me and Sam were watching. So I was like, "Not feature these ones." I said, "Well, no, because they're happy. They're yeah. sort of ruining the no show, really, yep, because well the experts, <laughs> the experts have actually got something right, which is the whole point of the show. But us as the audience are sort of like fucking." Tosses, fucking, <laughs> yeah. right? Jealous of the fact that they're really happy because it's like, well, you're bringing nothing to the fucking table with your drama. So, yeah, <laughs> these two seem very strong, and every week they just seem very, very happy. Now, one of the couples, and he's been on my radar for weeks. I don't like him. Is Cam? Yeah. Cam is a fucking dick. We've seen the stuff of his mum uh, this last week, where she called Lyndall insecure. I think what was interesting, Dave. I've got to say. So we go through this whole thing, Cam. He's so immature and I just think he's a, he's a nasty little get, I think. He's trying to say like, oh, it's just a way to speak mm. and that. Not really been in a relationship, but if his mum is so forthright with her opinions and that you'd think he'd have been brought up with some manners, he doesn't seem to have any manners. I don't mm. think these are compatible. I think John and Mel sort of went at him a little bit, trying to, you know, trying to get him. He said like, you don't hit a sledgehammer, you know, when you're doing these things, you need to be mm. more subtle. I just don't like him. There's something about this lad. As it's gone on, he's a fake nice guy, I think. Mm. And I think he's he's a nasty little get. And I think what was strange was when they went, what are you going to pick? I thought, it's got to be leave. I think Linda's going to pick leave. And, and they both started smiling on, but I've had a great time. Stay. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, it a bit what? Of week. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you've been in tears here. What, I, I am, your um, result of what you both, the conclusion of what you both come to is not what you've just been telling us. It was so bizarre that. I mean, it, it it was a bizarre turnaround. And if you think about it, you know, we'd had Melinda and What's-His-Face. You know, they were called out for not being able to resolve these issues and what have you. But these have got the same thing. They seem to be good most of the time, but they can't actually resolve things. It's actually yeah. the same problem that the other couple have got. And I think I think you're right on Cam. You know, I think he turns into a real nasty little prick when he when things don't go his own way. You know, and uh, look, we met a mum uh, last week, didn't we? And you know, he, he does seem to have some of those blunt traits, and they kind of write it off like, "Oh yeah, it's because we're from the country." You know, well. There's part of that word which is right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I just think these these aren't compatible. That first week, you know, they look pretty good. But I just think Lyndall's right. You know, you're fucking four or five weeks into a relationship. You shouldn't be having to beg for like a, a cuddle a day or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. And she's saying, I just want a minute. One minute, I'm like, that should be natural, shouldn't it? Mm. Organic. It should just be, oh, can I have a hug? Or you just, you're naturally passing in the kitchen or in the house or you hold hands or you do something. That's how these things work. So, yeah, I, I think there's more to come because her body language is terrible. Her body language is so out. She's out, Dave. She looks really, really unhappy. And like I say, when she said stay and she started smiling, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Obviously, I've got that wrong. But yeah, I don't like the way she is, her posture and everything. She looks really, really unhappy. So uh, we'll, keep an, we'll keep an eye on that one, Dave. So the next couple was Duncan and Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa got a little bit upset, didn't she? You know, mm. A little bit insecure. 
this all seemed pretty happy. I mean, Duncan doesn't, he's not controversial. He seems quite attentive. I think, I think she probably, the way it seemed to me is she sort of can't understand how they've not really had a lot of drama. Maybe it's mm. going too well. Maybe in the in the past she's had this and then relationships have fell off a cliff. I don't know. I know she was having a go at him over the whole Shannon thing and, and things like that, mm. but what he's done nothing wrong in my eyes. I almost think, Chris, Duncan has grown in a lab. He's been a yeah. part of a secret experiment to create the perfect bloke. Alyssa <laughs> 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 no, probably can't believe it because he, he's done absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever. Even when she was being a bit fucking non-linear, wasn't she? Like over the whole cheating thing last week at the commitment ceremony and she's fucking having a go at Claire and whatever. Like say, having a go at Duncan for just having a chat to Adam, even though he was you know, tell him, telling Adam off for his behavior and stuff. So, yeah, I think she, she might be just sort of thinking, hang about, do I really deserve this? You know, and so maybe the feelings are getting a bit deep. But, yeah, I, I, like I say, I don't really see. Duncan seems to be open, you know, what can I do better? But I just don't see that he's done anything wrong at all. So I, I just... She's a bit too um, judgy for yes. me, I, yeah. I think. So I don't necessarily see these working on the outside because that will get tiresome for the, the most patient bloke in the world. So, you know, but for the show, yeah, they, they from the crop that we've got, they're, they're probably in the top half, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> And as, as you would say, Dave, the fucking bar is low anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so the last couple, Dave, and this one, I need all your opinion on this, is Hugo and Taylor. I, I cannot understand how Hugo is saying nothing through all this situation. I know she doesn't let him half the time, but <laughs> I, I, I am absolutely perplexed from what we've seen of her when they were together. Everything she said to John, she was trying to avoid doing. She has done plus a hundred. You know, everything that she said, I've ruined relate, blah, blah, blah. And this whole thing about Hugo backing down. And like I was asking Sam what she thinks, and she's like, I just think he's been a gentleman. Well, yeah, but he's been a gentleman, but he's making himself look bad for some you know, look, she is a see you next Tuesday. Let's not fucking mince our words. He's right. He should have got put with someone else. She's horrible and she's absolutely fucking delusional. And I still, to this day, Dave, do not believe for one fucking minute that that phone was pocket dialed. And yeah. I agree. I fucking I hate myself for saying this. I agree completely with Harrison. There is no way. And when Rupert started getting arsy with Hugo, I was like, yeah, Rupert, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a lying fucker. You and he's told Evelyn this, and yep. she's gone, experience from reality TV. We need to go and speak to the producers and we'll just say it was a pocket dial. And then we get this fake, oh, look, here's the free phone calls here. Well, anybody could ring at them times yeah. and say, right, and we're going to, there's no way they heard all that, that conversation. So I, I think Rupert revealed himself there as, a, as the knobhead and he had a go at Hugo, but I can't believe I'm saying it. Harrison was right, Dave. This is three <laughs> times I've agreed with that toss pot, but he, he's right. I don't believe any of this for a minute. Look, when you've got someone who's so used to concocting lies, it is easier for them to spot to other people's liars, <laughs> yes. other people's lies. So, yes. you know, the reason he's called it out is because he, he's thought, oh, yeah, that's like something I'd come up with. That. So, yeah, it's like um, 
your best cybersecurity people are people who used to hack systems, you know, because yes. they know all the ways to get in. So I, I just think that's, you know, Harrison's still a knob. Um, but yeah, he's, he's right in this case. And I think we said when this all unfolded, I think we were saying, oh, this is the producers. And I don't think we were, you know, completely off with that. But it's not like they created it out of nothing. I think you've just called it exactly how I saw it as well. Rupert has come spilled the beans on everyone through fucking everyone under the bus and then whether it's evelyn or you know it probably is evelyn and whether she's involved the producers or whether they've come up with this pocket dial approach because hugo even says i don't understand when you you know you've got like a face id on your iphone and whatever how do you pocket dial someone he's fucking <laughs> right that's when, almost, yes. that's when rupert was getting angry when it? it's like well it's not really the issue is it you know he it's, says it's on you you got to take accountability and stuff it's like oh yeah yeah you did spill all the beans didn't you yeah. and you're just trying to fucking get out of it <laughs> so yeah i i completely agree there there was definitely something off i don't know <sighs> I kind of feel like Sam's right there that Hugo's trying to be a gentleman, right? He's he's been in the wrong and he's been caught out or thrown under the bus, depending on which version of events you believe. But he, he's probably I don't know, is he just a bit young to to realise, you know, sometimes you have to embrace the fact, you know what, they are a cunt. So yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry yet to hear that. Uh, sorry, not sorry. You know, or he might still be sorry, but you know, she is a cunt, so you know, he shouldn't be that fucking sorry. And I think maybe he's just trying to atone for that because he's. I think there's a bit of he's trying to atone for it, but Chris, you know, when Claire said she was going to stay in and she had absolutely no reason to stay, I did say, well, you know, she's just shown herself to be fame hungry there i'd have to say almost the same for hugo but like i say with the caveat he does seem to be genuinely remorseful and i'm glad that the experts didn't just talk about that one issue you know because you can tell everything else taylor just treats him like shit she treats him like something she's fucking stepped in and yeah. it, it just comes across the absolute disdain that she holds for him. When John was saying, well, you know, did, did other people kiss you on the cheek? Yeah, but I didn't have a problem with that. It's just Hugo. <laughs> My husband. <laughs> yeah, it's the person I'm supposed to be in this experiment with. You know, I, I fucking can't stand him apart from his height, which is very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she is absolutely despicable. And I tell you what, I, I called her Veruca Salt. She fucking is. I mean, yeah. she is almost a parody of a spoiled little child. And did you notice, Chris, she was saying, like, I can't remember exactly what the words were, but it was something like, all my other boyfriend, ex-boyfriends hate me, but they tell me to my face. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be seeing next Tuesday to my face. He yeah. didn't. Oh, well, that's terrible. Do you realize what the fucking common denominator is here? Yeah. Uh, it is you. And it's, yeah. you know, it's funny that they all get to that same conclusion. So for me, she is taking no accountability whatsoever. I know there is, there's still a new couple. So, you know, you, 
they probably do want to stick around or, or Hugo probably does want to stick around for a bit, but my heart sort of sank a bit when he said stakes. It's just like, mate, th- this is not going to get better. And no. and you're going to spend a week like basically throwing rose petals in front of her while she walks around and just treats you like fucking shit. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's like this treat and mean, keep him keen, Dave, but she's just going to be treating him mean forever in a day. And when he, you're right, when he was saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to prove to her. And I'm like, what are yeah. you going to prove to this woman? What are you actually going to prove? Like you say, she's acting like Veruca Salt. She's acting like a slapped ass. She's spoiled. She, she's ruined every relationship she's been in because she has an unrealistic, you know, target and of what life is about. Unbelievable. I would, you know what, Dave? It'd be brilliant trying to see her work as a nurse because she'd be like, cut your hand. Oh, get over it. You'll be fine. Yeah, oh, yeah whatever. What? I'm not going to break my nail for that <laughs> bandage. <laughs> I don't care if you're fucking bleeding out. <laughs> Yeah, you want your bedpan cleaning? <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. I'm not doing yeah. that. She, I mean, that's utter bullshit. I mean, what? Yeah. How old is she? Was she like 27 or something? And yeah, I reckon she's had previous quote unquote careers. But I mean, I, I'd love to know what her actual background. You know, is she from very wealthy parents? Is she an only child who's just been spoiled rotten? for a whole life and then has just taken all of that into adulthood and never had any real lessons. I, I think it's the latter. I think, I mean, I, I'm the oldest of nine kids, Dave. There's no way one of us would have got away with any of that shit. You know, yeah. like if one of us, one of us was being like that. He'd have got checked by one of us. Definitely. So I, I think you're right. I think I could be wrong, but I, I think you're right. I'm going to do some research now, Dave, on that. But I, I think everything points towards rich background, never being told no, getting her own way forever in a day. 100%. Probably got a fucking pony, you know, a pony. back at home or something. What, well, Ferrari, Dave, probably. She's probably got all sorts, hasn't she? Yeah. yeah. Very, very uh, great. Listen, a fantastic contestant for maths <laughs> because even though she's like, you would literally sat with your jaw on the floor watching it. You're sort of like, well, this is the sort of contestant we need. We don't yeah. need an Ollie and Tani. It was just boring fuckers who were actually in love and happy. We need Taylor. We need Harrison. We need Dan, unfortunately, because they make the show what it is. These horrible people make the show work. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad but true. And I kind of wish they, they'd have had – I don't know what I'd have put the order as, but finishing on that and then she storms off, doesn't she? You know, because she's not happy st- – the stamps of feet, Veruca Salt style. Um, it just felt like I felt gutted for him because yeah. it he's just going to end up being treated like shit for the whole week. And it's like if he, I hope Chris, he is chasing the fame, and that's why he's put stay. Yeah, because if he is trying to actually atone and do everything for her, you know, and, and really make the effort this week. He's just going to he's gonna get nothing back but disdain. And, uh, you know, it's just going to make him feel worse about himself. So, and, and I don't think he needs that. So, yeah, I, I, I felt sorry for the guy, to be honest. But fucking brilliant for, for reality to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow now. I can't, because she said, well, I'm not staying. I'm going back to Tessie. I know she sounds cockney when I did that impression, but but she's like, she's going, I'm going back to Tessie. I'm not staying here. So whether 
She actually does. I don't know, Dave. Well, again, if we're right on the rich background or rich parents background anyway, um, then, you know, she'd be quite happy to walk off, pay the fine to the producers and then, you know, no harm done. That's true. That's true. So, Dave, I believe we have a review, my friend. We have. And I always say this, I'm a bit crap. I, I look at these occasionally and then I think, oh, fucking hell, did I read this one out? But this one caught my eye, right? So this is on the Great Britain podcast and it simply says, title, at last, matching me for foul mouth cynicism. My partner and my only reality TV fix. Uh, my partner and my only is it ah let me read that again right it says my partner and my only reality tv fix is maths australia i'm not sure if that means his partner is maths australia (laughs) i think there might be some words there i think probably the him and his partner uh both like the same At last, here is a pod that matches me punch for punch on how cynical it is and what what absolute bellends populate it. Utter filth from the outset. (laughs) This is my (laughs) new favorite and crucial podcast. So (laughs) slight backhanded compliment there. I don't think we set out to be the uh, filthiest foul mouth podcast, but... uh, (laughs) Sometimes the shoe fits. <laughs> it does. Thank you for that. That's a great review. <laughs> but brilliant. I mean, if if you could, I mean, drop us one on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I, I think Spotify you can rate, but it's Apple Podcasts where you can write something in. And uh, just absolutely brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much, guys, as well. And as always, get your emails in cdrealitycast.gmail.com at, so, at social media, on social media, at cdrealitycast. Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast over on Facebook. Come and join us over there, guys. Uh, has all the links, as I say, for every episode of Maths and Love Island for anybody outside the UK as well. So it's really it's a good source of material and there's loads of chat about all these shows that we cover and stuff. So please get over there. If you do want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. So today's roll call of honor is Kent, Lucky Green, Lauren, Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Chloe, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, Emma, Schmade, Nicola, Macy, Alex, and Helen. So thank you so much. And I did that in one breath, Dave. So that's very good. Myself. Very good. I'm always impressed. You, you do well there. <laughs> My cardio is getting better as I get older, Dave, so very good. (laughs) Well, Chris, we are back probably next with Love Island, and then we'll be back on maths tomorrow. So awesome stuff, sir. So thank you very much. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thanks to all our supporters, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.